We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. No, 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 no. The Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the Eurostep t- Podcast Network. I am one of your hosts, Ty Windish. I am joined as always by the well-traveled, photogenic, we'll go with photogenic, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? Doing well. Uh, photogenic, is, it's very kind of you to say. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, well-traveled because uh, last night uh, I attended the uh, Wisconsin Herd game versus the Raptors 905 in Oshkosh. Joined you there for my second Herd game uh, this season. First off, what a great experience. Shout out to the herd. Yeah. Uh, great. Very accommodating. Very nice people. Uh, but yeah, it was a ton of fun. Unfortunately, the the game did not go uh, the herd's way, but it was a good experience nonetheless and uh, excited to talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. There was a lot going on. Um, you shared already a picture on Twitter. I, I will be at some point. You know, we got uh, our guy Julian to take a couple snaps of us by the court. Logan on Twitter replies, Dang, just a couple of six foot five dudes hanging around the court. That's right. That's right, Logan. Thanks for pointing that out. But um, no, yeah, it was a it was a great time. And there was a lot going on at this particular herd game. I mean, you know, there's, you know, maybe the headline news for a lot of people was Mamu comes out with a dominant 30 and 20 performance. We'll get to that. We we did speak to Mamu and Lindell Wigginton after the game. They both had, I thought, really strong games, good showing from the Bucks two-way players. But there was news going in that the herd had released Tyreek Evans uh, and added Brandon Randolph instead. And then, of course, this being the Raptors 905 in Oshkosh, uh, Alex Atetokounmpo, who was on the 905 as as a player just in the G League on that team, was coming into town. And there was a suspicion uh, that his older bros might make the game. And indeed, they did. And of course, that was... You don't want to say like a media circus. I think for Wisconsin standards, maybe like not the, a good amount of people approached, I'd say Giannis and Thanasis during the game more than in games past when he's came because they went and actually sat courtside for this one. Usually Giannis would stay up in a deck somewhere, uh, but I wouldn't say overall mobbed during the game, maybe after the game, but there was a lot going on. So we got to watch Alex play in person for the first time. We got to speak with him after the game as well. Um, but I guess before we get to interviews here, we also talked to uh, herd coach Chase and Allen as well. Um, but what were your overall thoughts on on the game, on Alex, Giannis being there, wherever you want to go first? I mean, just starting with the the big time, big time presence of Thanasis and Teddy Cooper. Yeah. Um, just uh, it, it was fun. The entire crowd obviously gave him props, gave them props, appreciation. Um, I believe it's his first time with the. Uh, uh, being at a herd game since uh, the the championship, yeah, uh, I think so. So it, it was good, good to see Wisconsin appreciate. Obviously, like how yeah. could you not? Um, but it was a great experience. Uh, the herd handled it well. Um, it seemed like those two had a lot of fun there. 
uh, they were just switching between different courtside seats, originally yeah. sitting like a, 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 under a basket and then just going right next to the Raptors bench yeah. <laughs> there. Uh, we'll get to it a little later, but some of the some of the Bucks players are like, wow, Giannis is cheering for the other team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, and no one, no one really was upset with it because they understand that Alex yeah. is playing for the Raptors. But uh, it was a fun experience. The one bit of news that was there is that uh, – Giannis appeared to have what looked like a wrap, cast, yeah. whatever you want to call it, on his right hand, uh, which is not an injury that is currently disclosed by the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, so I don't yeah. really know what to make of that. Yeah, it was. So I thought it was interesting. He wasn't like he would. I saw him do offhand daps at some points, like when he would greet people, but not always. And like sometimes he would clap kind of weird to like not, you know, put that much pressure on the hand. But other times he would clap normally. So I don't know if it maybe just maybe he's got a sore wrist and is trying to be, you know, extra, you know, have it extra stabilized. Who knows? Um, it's yeah, it's not on the injury report, whatever advantage that gives the Bucks, I'm not sure. But, you know, a few thousand people saw and maybe interacted with Giannis while he had it on. So I don't think it's exactly a, a secret at this point, but um, it, it is it, it was interesting to see and kind of eye catching. You know, at first we were sitting up in the upper deck, which was a great view of, of the game itself, but kind of looking at Giannis and like, what has he got on his hand? What is that? So, you know, hopefully not a big deal at all. Just, you know, whatever, something very, very minor, but will be something to watch. I thought it was somebody tweeted, I think Jake on Twitter, Jake Komorowski was like solidarity with Chris. And I was like, yeah, maybe he's just, you know, maybe he's just, you know, showing Chris some support. Who knows? Obviously Chris uh, missing a second game now with his wrist injury, but yeah, not really sure, um, but hopefully not a big deal for, for Giannis. Yeah, if it's not on the injury report, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. Yeah. But uh, who knows with the Bucks, honestly. <laughs> yeah. And you, uh, just a, one last, I think, Giannis note, you got held out of a bathroom. I did get held out of a bathroom. I went to go use the bathroom during the third quarter, and uh, it turns out Giannis and Thanasis were in there. I just, I didn't know that. Uh, you tried to warn me. I did not realize it's what pretty, you were It's to pretty tell loud me. in there. It's pretty loud in there. So I kind of gesture over because we didn't see either of them and they were moving all over, like Rohan said. So I kind of looking like, oh, where are they? I see Giannis like turn the corner and enter this bathroom. And I go, oh, bathroom. And I point at it. And by the time Rohan looks, you couldn't see him anymore. And Rohan's like, oh, yeah, I could go. And he just goes to the bathroom. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And then he gets stopped. I get met by security. And it's like, <laughs> hey, can you just wait here for a second? I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. I feel like I you know. were the only person who got stopped, but you might have been the only person who tried to go in. I think I am the only person that tried but to I, go in. But I like to think that they, they're like, oh, that's a Eurostep. He's going to try and interview Giannis in there. We got to hold him out here. Yeah, and then I see Giannis and Thanasis walk out. I was like, okay, this makes more oh, sense now. Okay. I understand what Ty was saying. Now. It looked like you were on your phone when they were getting out. Because obviously you're going to pull up your phone if you just have to stand somewhere and wait. Like that's what every human would do at this point. But I was like, what if he doesn't see them? How incredible would that be if you're just like locked into like Twitter and you get back? And I'm like, oh, how is Giannis and TA? You're like, what? I'm like, yeah, they walked <laughs> right past you. But no, no I, th I think I, you did, I did see them. See, I did see them. Uh, there were some fans waiting out there to get pictures. Of them too. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, it was. Uh, they, it's it's uh, it's not a massive uh, massive place, so no. they, uh, it's it's easy to follow them if you're not oblivious like I am. But <laughs> it was uh, it was definitely an experience. It was. But speaking about experience, you know, our first experience watching Alex Atetokounmpo, the the youngest brother, um, play live. And I thought, you know, it's just really he's not gotten much run most places. You know, he was played played in Spain, uh, played on the King Summer League team this year, now on the Raptors. You know, this is actually one of the most minutes he's logged in a game this season. Uh, and he had 11, uh, scored five points, grabbed seven boards, pretty good, uh, two assists, two fouls, one steal, one turnover. Didn't miss his only three. I think he came into the game shooting more than 40% from three on very low volume this season. But he was three for three from free throw, uh, including some clutch ones with the Chick-fil-A chant. In, in Oshkosh, you only shoot one free throw for all the points before the last two minutes of the game. So it'll be like, you get fouled out on three, it's one free throw for three points. It's actually a pretty cool G League rule. But... Uh, less than two minutes, you shoot both. And the herd have a thing with Chick-fil-A where if you miss both, the, everyone there gets a free Chick-fil-A sandwich or whatever. And the crowd, it's they have good crowds. They're always invested. The crowd goes ape. And there is a loud, led by the PA announcer, 
Chick-fil-A. And I was like, oh, man, we got an Atenecupo at the line. Big pressure. Crowd is into it, chanting. And he sinks the first one, no problem. And then also the second. And I was like, good for Alex. That's a high-pressure chicken-on-the-line situation. But he denied the crown. Yeah, I mean, you could argue those are the biggest free throws in Atenecupo uh, history. <laughs> I can't think of uh, any other situation where it'd be more high pressure. Certainly the biggest that somehow would have led to Chick-fil-A, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100%. I can't Uh, think of any other situation. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Don't eat Chick-fil-A unless they throw us the bag. Yes. But anyway, um, what were your thoughts on on seeing Alex live? It was was interesting. It it seems like uh, in terms of his game, he's still still raw. He's still trying to figure it out. And he's still, I mean, he's still young. Yeah. He's what, 20 years old? Yeah, I think Um, he's going to turn 21 this year. Yeah, I think that's right. Like he's still still a kid. He's still figuring it out. Uh, seems like he has a little little fluidity issues, um, but um, I I think he does have the tools to really put it together. It's just a matter of uh, is he actually going to put it together? And he is in a great situation, which we talk about with him with this Raptors organization uh, in terms of player development. But uh, it's uh, his game is a little it's a little iffy. It's a little little iffy. Yeah, I think he recognized that too in the interview. You know, he was like, I, I'm definitely, you know, I'm working on all parts of my game still. And, you know, you don't never want to count out an Antetokounmpo. But, um, yeah, I think adding some fluidity or I think for him instead, if he could, if he was a reliable knockdown shooter, I think then you can look at, you know, maybe just more of a more conventional like 3 and D forward kind of player, you know, like a play finisher, not a play starter who can hit some threes switchable defender you know the raptors will instill that so maybe that's more more his path we'll see again don't want to discount his opportunity to be a special player already but uh you know the Giannis called him at you know the best the best brother so far no but you know you never know it's a high bar it's a really high bar man it's a really high to beat the nasus is a high bar it is it is but I think uh, unless you have anything else, that's all the the Alex analysis. So should we uh, should we pop in our interview here with Alex Atetokounmpo? Yeah, here's the conversation. Alex, good game out there. Um, obviously, you know it uh, went went for your team. I think the the hustle, the loose ball plays really made a difference. That's what some of the herd guys were saying. But you know, what do you think went into uh, the Raptors pulling out the win here? I think uh, definitely after the halftime, we kind of locked in and. Uh, weren't so loose with the ball and just try to take care of the ball and the, take away the minus turnovers. I feel as if uh, we struggled to get 50 balls or 50 50 balls early on and uh, coming out the second coming out of the second half that's what we're trying to capitalize. Definitely, you know, playing here for the Raptors, I think a team really known for player development. Um, you know, first did that factor into your decision of of you know signing and playing with the 905? And what has that been like for you this season as you as you obviously grow as a young player? It's been incredible, you know, this whole year I've been uh, I've been uh, able to be a part of a great program. I've been able to be blessed with uh, being a winner so far in my professional career. And uh, first season right now, first playoffs, so it's something good to get here and get to know. And uh, the development, as far as that, it doesn't get no better than uh, the Raptors. Hurts to hear you say as a Fox fan, but I understand that it's true. <laughs> Um, you know, for your game in particular, is there anything in, in specific that you're working on or the team is wanting you to work on or the organization? You know, I know you're shooting 40-plus percent from three coming into this game, I believe, but is there anything that is a special emphasis for you? I think just everything, all around my all-around game, definitely have to work on, you know, as if right now, I'm kind of a I've shown flashes of what I could do early on in the season, and then later on in the season. But I just have to be consistent with it and uh, take uh, take advantage of all the opportunities that I'm given. Definitely, you know, playing here in the G League, obviously last few years overseas in Spain. You know, what are the what are the differences that you've seen in the two leagues? Um, I feel as if the leagues are completely different. You know, the ACB is definitely a lot of te- a lot of technique, a lot of tactical stuff, and the game's a lot more slowed down rather than here. The game's a lot faster, more that would say more physical. But um, at the end of the day, you got to look at it. It's, it's basketball. So it's basketball. You got to go out there and adjust. That's a basketball player. That's you know that's the least that you could do is being being able to adjust to a different basketball environment. 
Absolutely. You know, obviously you had uh, Giannis and Thanasis in attendance here. Uh, what was it like playing with those guys? And did you have a heads up? I know when Thanasis has played here before, he said Giannis would just pop up, not not give him a heads up or anything. <laughs> so did you know, um, obviously coming a little farther than T.A. was? Uh, nah, I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't really need a heads up. You know, I kind of know that. Yeah. I'm, if I'm anywhere near, like, near Milwaukee, they're coming to watch me. Because, you know, so that's always exciting just to see family and be able to have them watch me uh, play. It's, is that support network uh, really important to you as you develop your game? Like, does that does that support actually help you in your skill development and your player development as the, a basketball player and the a support person? support uh, for my family? Yeah. I would say that support for my family helps me more as a person, as a human being, rather than as a player, you know, as a player. So, so much that they can do for me. I'm out there by myself and I'm out there with my team, actually. But but as far as a person, they push me to, you know, be a good teammate, be a good be a great role model for uh, younger guys and being able to just go out there and be a good person. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, coming with the Antetokounmpo family name, now there's a lot of uh, expectations. Wait, how do you sort of go about managing all of that? That must be a sort of a tough situation to navigate. I mean, at the end of the day, i got to listen to me and my team and you know what they say. And, uh, everybody's going to have different expectations for you, but you got to be yourself and try to fill, into, fill, fill your, own, your own shoes. No. On draft night, I know the Bucks end up with two second round picks. There was a lot of talk, you know, on Twitter. Maybe you would be one of them. I know some players don't want to be drafted in the second round. They'd rather pick their destination. Did you have any expectation or hope going into draft night, or did you just, you know, the, the cards fell as they fell? That's something I can, you know, that's something I can't. That's something I can't control. I just put it, put in all the work that I could before the draft. You know, I was hoping that I landed organization, some league, good organization. Carry out, and obviously I landed in this, Sacramento for summer league, and then ended up in Toronto. So feels we won summer league, and now we're in the number one seed. So I have nothing to complain about. It was a uh, cool talking to Alex. I think. Uh, I wasn't. I I figured I would ask the draft question. I just wasn't sure how it would, if it seemed like a stupid question. But I did wonder a little bit at the time if he wanted to be drafted late in the second round or not. Because we have seen some players basically say, "Don't take me there." Uh, but it seems like no. It's just you know the Bucks. The Bucks went for Yorgos instead, which is still kind of wild to me. But who knows? And Mamu. Well, yeah, and Mamu. I mean, yeah, with sixty, I, I think Mamu. Mamu felt like the real target. Yorgos was there. Remember Yorgos? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at some herd stat, and I saw Yorgos pop up a couple times, and I was like, oh, yeah. Crazy, yeah. crazy time. One of my I L's mean, of this season was saying there's no way he ever comes over, and then boom, Bucks contract. Yeah, well, we didn't realize at the time they had to. Yeah, the rules. Well, to bring him over, they had to. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. Uh, Wes Matthews uh, just using that spot well. We'll yes that. yeah that's a, a fair fair statement there yeah um, it's like you took you used your 60th overall pick on west matthews like how could you uh how could imagine you turn that down? imagine if they could have drafted 21 year old west matthews now that would have Man, been a steal. pre achilles west matthews oh, oh my mean, goodness he's a menace in portland yeah i mean that's you're, you're that's an easy repeat so you saw to the two there at the start oh my two. goodness yeah. That'd be oh no, that just oh some Bucks fan, please invent the time machine. Okay, that's enough West Matthews though. He was out of this game, did not play minutes in this game. He's looking good lately though. Uh we are excited about the way he's playing. But you know who else is looking good, Rohan? Sandro Mamu, Mamu Kalashvali. What a game for Mamu. 30 points, 21 boards, two assists, one steal, seven turnovers, little little loosey goosey, little case of the thon hands. This game for Mamu. Uh, but scoring the ball, rebounding the ball at an elite level, eight offensive boards. Mamu, a lot of putbacks for Mamu in this game. What were your thoughts on your second time seeing Mamu live? He was at your other game, right? Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, it was good to see. He was very, very aggressive early. Like you mentioned, there are a lot of putbacks. He was active on the boards. He was hustling for offensive rebounds. I think that's the biggest biggest takeaway from his game is just sort of using his uh, – using his athleticism with his size to really go and maneuver around and get rebounds. Uh, that's something that you really need to take advantage of when you're not a super strong defender uh, at the five in the like in the NBA, like Mamu is, you have to be able to leverage your quickness, your athleticism, your agility to really, you know, go and get rebounds, go and make an impact where you can. And I thought he did a great job of that. Uh, the scoring is just incredible. Absolutely incredible. 12 of 17 from the field. 
And that's including just one of four from three. So what is that? 11 of 13 from two. Just ridiculous, ridiculous finishing ability. He had a nice, he had a nice dunk. Uh, he's just, uh, he seems like he can glide through the yeah, lane more efficiently. Yeah. He can just take the ball on the break and just go, go coast to coast. And it's like, oh my goodness, there might be something here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, seeing him score that efficiently while the three is not falling, I thought was really encouraging. And, you know, the other thing with Mamu is just his, his attitude and approach. You know, after the game, I didn't, we didn't get stats right after the game. I didn't realize he had the 30 20 until I got home because Mamu's not talking about that, right? Like, Mamu's like, we wanted to win and we didn't get the job done. So that's what he's thinking about after the game. I, I really like that, that, um, that attitude from him. But we, we talked to Mamu about that, about the mini camp with Brooklyn, not mini camp. What do they keep calling it with Brooke Lopez? Just a, just a they had a name know. for it. I, I don't even remember. They, You'll like, hear it in our yeah, yeah yeah. We talked about it in the in the interview. But here is uh, our chat play group play, play group. group the play group with Brooke Lopez. Um, I believe in Chicago they brought the herd down. But uh, here is our chat with uh, Mamu. Not the outcome you guys wanted. And I know you told me before your goal down here is to win. Um, but you know what do you think? Uh, what do you think went wrong for you guys or right for uh, the Raptors here? Uh, yeah, like the first goal is all coming and we kind of like following the solution strictly now. But um, we come in here working every day. Coaching staff that like just keeps us motivated. So it's just so that, like, you know, even though the season not going how we want it, like we should, you know, come in prepared and ready and they do their own part. So, you know, it's a, it's a game of basketball. I feel like in the second half, we got out defeated, a little out rebounded. Uh, they got every 50 50 ball, so I feel like that was the reason why we lost. But other than that, I feel like guys competed, they battled, you know, and I feel like they do that night in and night out. So we're just going to come back and just try to win next game. So, you know, we've talked before about, you know, what you feel like you're really progressing on this season. It wasn't too long ago, but, you know, any update, anything you're feeling particularly about your game lately? Uh, I feel like just. Everything, you know, yeah. just, I don't get to play with the that much. This past week, I was always with the, the parents. So, you know, just being out here with the guys my age who, like, want to be where I'm at and want to, you know, like, make a pro and go, go and have, like, big careers, like, it's so motivational. And, you know, like, I'm learning from the Bucks so much, but also coming down here, like, you, you learn how to, like, be in these crazy situations and get like yourself. And it's amazing to be here. And um, I feel like, um, we're surrounded with a great group of guys and great group of coaches, as I said. So, um, you know, that's the main thing I'm learning right now. But on the court, it's just come out, hustle. Uh, it, it doesn't matter. It's G League, C League, whatever it is. Like, there are hoopers out here, and everybody wants to be where you're at. So, you just got to come out there and prove what you can do. Outside of, you know, the one on one battles, you know, what do you feel like it brought to the herd in a whole, you know, getting to play and scrimmage with Brooke Lopez? A lot. Um, you should have seen how motivated the guys were. You know, um, we love Brooke and we wanted him to come back. And, you know, he's the biggest piece, one of the biggest pieces of the Bucks. But at the same time, you got GMs watching, assistant GMs watching, you got scouts watching. You know, even though maybe it won't work out with the Bucks, they add something to them. They can say, like, oh, he came in the playbook and he did great. He competed his ass off. He did everything what he had to do. So maybe some other guy or other team going to get you. So I feel like the, the guys understood that and how big of an opportunity it was. And, uh, I feel like Coach St. Andrews did a great job with just bringing everybody together and saying the same thing yeah, for coming down yeah, here and going to compete and stuff like that. So I feel like message was clear and we just came out. What are the challenges of going up against a really switch, switchable team like this Raptors team? Is that one of the and is that one of the things that really translates from G League to NBA play? Uh, you know, um, like NBA is like uh, you got you just got to be able to like switch mid game and like kind of figure out what to do mid game. So. Um, there are guys who can help us on um, the coaching staff, great guys, as I said. So uh, I feel like, you know, whatever they have for us, we come in here uh, in the second half. We came in, watched the film, tried to kind of figure it out. Didn't go our way, but, you know, it's a learning, it's a, it's a learning process. So I'm just going to go watch more film and trying to figure out what was this. Yeah. Also, last one. Was it fun having Giannis and Thanasis courtside? Hundred percent, man. I had to. I had to do my thing, man. I can't. I can't have Giannis come out here and ask us. And you know, I, like, I wish I could just go and tell him we won because his brother plays for the Raptors, and you know, I, I would have a bragging rights. But I feel like he's gonna say they beat us. But at the same time, you know, I want MVP and um, you know, two great players coming in the, in the, in the gym. You gotta make sure you show up. You know, so you know. Um, 
Hopefully, me and Giannis gonna be teammates for a long time. If not, one day I'll come for him and the other team. So, you know, it's just great, great having him around. He's like an older brother, and I'm, I'm blessed to have him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Nice to catch up with uh, with Sandro. Always fun to uh, to chat with him. He he brings a lot to the uh, the interviews. He's very energetic. Yeah. an interview. He just seems like a very energetic person, which it's is nice. Rookie year, he's not he's not sick of us yet. You know, some of the guys who have been around a little longer, they've done a lot of interviews. I'm not saying, you know, people are talking to Mamu, of course, but, you know, young young career, a lot to go. Hopefully he never gets sick of us, but we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. He even talked about in the interview, hopefully there's a, hopefully he has a long career uh, going up against, uh, going up with uh, the Bucks and with Giannis. And uh, if not, he's going to want to go at Giannis. got to take down Giannis. <laughs> it was fun to hear him say, like, uh, yeah, you got to show up when Giannis and yeah. are in the building. It's just uh, that was a fun experience. Uh, you could see post-game those two, uh, those three sort of talking it through, getting a little – having some fun back there. Like, yeah. right after the game ends, just on the court. It's just fun. It's just fun. But uh, Mamu, yeah, great performance from him. Uh, great interview. It's just uh, – it, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Bucks culture. Me too. I mean, for a 54th overall pick, like, you know, next season, are we looking at Mamu on an NBA deal in the rotation? Are we seeing that this year? And maybe not in the rotation, but are we seeing that this season? Yeah, with uh, the open roster spot, Tyreek Evans, like I said, released. We don't have that much info on that yet. I mean, I know he suffered a, a, seemed like a pretty bad ankle, like rolled ankle. Um, So maybe it was just a health thing. Who knows? Um, But Tyreek Evans does not seem like he's going to be filling that open spot for the Bucks. Mamu could be an option to you know get him on get him on an NBA deal now that extends in the next season, uh, or or Lindell or Lindell, Lindell. Oh, transition we know, game. I know, right? Yeah, it's almost like I've been doing this for a while. Now. A little bit, a little uh, bit. <laughs> uh, but Lindell, uh, especially when you consider how much depth the Bucks have at center, if they wanted to have a guy in an NBA deal for the rest of the season, it might be Lindell Wigginton. A great defender fits in with the uh, the Bucks well. And was showing a little, uh, showing a little uh, offensive versatility in this some game. Some verve, some verve in this game. I like it. Uh, he was the uh, third leading scorer for the buck or for the herd, excuse me, uh, <laughs> last night uh, with twenty points, uh, eight of fourteen from the field, which is fine. Three of six from three, which was good to see. He had the step back going as well. Yeah, he was really good at getting separation off the dribble, which is good to see. Like 
you can really tell he's been putting in a lot of work on the offensive end this season. And that really came through with the separation, but also his finishing. Mm -hmm. He had some nice, nice finishes at the rim, which uh, you could probably speak more to this was not, it's not really a point uh, of uh, success for him early. Yeah. And I wouldn't say it was like a weakness, but it just didn't really stand out. Whereas this game, like he finished through contact, I feel like four different times, at least Um, it was just really impressive to see, you know, and he mentioned, you know, when we talked to him, that was, that was something that was big for him too, was, was working on that, which makes sense. You know, he's a, a smaller guard. So, you know, you can't have that. You can't have the paint be a no-go zone. You're just not, you're not going to have that much upside as an NBA player. So it was nice to see him focusing on that. Also played more of the main point guard role. Frank Mason uh, was out for this game. So, you know, Lindell with 20 points, seven assists, um, three turnovers. The one, I guess, real weak point, and I didn't didn't get to ask him about this after the game. Wish I had now looking at this. One for five from free throw, not ideal. Like he drew multiple and ones on those great finishes and then just did not convert the extra point. So um, I don't recall, you know, Lindell being a, a weak free throw shooter. So it seemed like it was just an off night for him. It seemed like there was like, I don't know if there was wetness or what, but like guys were slipping on both ends. The basketball was slipping out a lot, especially out of hurt hands. So I'm not sure, you know, maybe that plays into the free throw. I don't know what was going on down there. Um, but it's moist. Moisture in the building. Who knows? It was um, humid. It was, was a little humid. Um, but one for five from free throw, not ideal. But a lot of the rest of Wigginton's game looked looked great out there. You see why he got the, uh, the two-way nod. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you see why he might get a potential NBA deal. Uh, Again, that might be like I would say Mamu is the better player right now. Yeah. But uh, speaking within the Bucks, the Bucks just have more depth at the uh, big man position. Uh, like you heard with the Mamu interview, he hasn't been playing a lot with the Bucks. They got Brooke, they got Bobby, they got Giannis, they have Serge. Like they're break glass in case of emergency guys, Serge Ibaka. Yeah, it's pretty like, good. Mam- Mamu's not going to have a massive opportunity, but Lindell could. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good point. And I think. You know, right before we get to the, the Lindell interview, you mentioned he was the third leading scorer. Just a quick shout out to Ray John Tucker, who was in second. Tuck had some great highlights and a really solid all around game. 27. Put back jam in the fourth quarter where he just, this man was flying. He swung around the rim. He, his bounce is crazy. Uh, 27, eight and eight for Tuck with two steals, five turnovers, 10 for 18 from the field, three for six from deep. He is very close to breaking the herd scoring record, I believe. I think he's going to do that Friday, actually. So, um, shout out to to Tuck, who's having another great season. Hope he gets a chance somewhere soon. But back to Lindell, um, you know the defense was there too from him. You, again, just you see why the Bucks gave him the the two way spot um, after all. Even though again, Tuck is also having a really strong season. But we did catch up with Lindell after the game. First time either of us have gotten to interview him. So it was great talking to him. So let's uh, get to that right here. Obviously, uh, not the not the result you guys were looking for out there tonight. You know, what do you feel like either went wrong for you guys or went well for the Raptors for them to get the win? Uh, I thought rebounding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't rebound the ball well. Uh, a lot of second chance points. They got a lot of second chance points, so uh, we just let them get that. And uh, I think second half, we kind of the ball kind of stuck a little bit uh, in the second half. So that, that was the difference in. Yeah, that result. Yeah. Um, you know, switching gears a little bit, obviously you got the, the two-way nod earlier in the season. You know, what's it been like, you know, kind of getting to spend some time with the herd, but then a lot of time with the Bucks, including, you know, logging some minutes up there? Uh, it's been good. It's been good. Uh, a learning process for sure. Um, you know, it's just great being up there and getting to learn from the guys that have been here for, you know, a long time. And, um, just coming down here and spending my time between both teams is, is good. Uh, I'm getting better. Um, each time I step on the floor, so it's, it's been good. Yeah, I think specifically, you know, finishing at the rim was excellent. Converted a lot of tough looks. You know, what goes into finishing through contact, often through bigger players down there in the paint? And is that something that you've been focusing on this season? Uh, yeah, that's definitely yeah, something I've been focusing that. on. I've been working with the Buck staff and, and practice and, you know, uh, on my off time and things like that. So uh, that's that's a, a big emphasis that they wanted me to work on. And uh, I think it's been going well. Um, really, it's just a, a mindset going in there to finish and not looking for a foul, just going in and finish through cool. Absolutely. You know, you, you used, it's, I remember at the start of the season, you were looked at as a defensive stopper down yeah. here. You know, that defense is obviously a strong part of your game. Playing on the Bucks, they have guys like Wes Matthews, Javon Carter, George Hill. 
Do you feel like you just fit in there in terms of defensive-minded guys who also can, you know, score, move the ball, that kind of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think for a young player, um, you know, getting the NBA, I think that's the that's the main thing to impress. Just go in and play defense, and that's that's kind of what I what I go in and do, and that's why. I, uh, I think uh, I feel comfortable out there with the guys because, you know, I can fit in playing defense, but also um, when a guy swings it to me, I can kick it, I can get to the rim and, you know, just make plays. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of your development, uh, when you come down here with the herd, do, you, do the Bucks give you, like, any points of emphasis to really work on when you're down here? Or is it just more of, like, an overall work on your game sort of thing? Uh, I think it's more of an overall work on your game. Just uh, come here, obviously, you know, stay in shape and um, just, just be the best me I can be. Uh, just keep getting better in, in, in each every area. And, uh, was it uh you know fun I guess having Giannis and Thanasis there court side for the game? Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, usually I'm you playing with them, so yeah. it's cool just to see them on the sideline. You know, watching obviously you're watching his brother, but you're watching us too. So. Is there uh, is there any difference you know from him on the bench when he's on the Bucks versus his spectator Giannis? Uh. Orthodox. He was going against us. I'm pretty sure he, <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. with his brother all the way. But um, yeah, no, nah, it's just cool to see them yeah. down here. You know, cool, cool to see them showing love and you know to us and his brother. So that's been good. So you know, uh, playoffs coming. I know you've been down with the hurt a bit and working, coming back from an ankle injury. So yeah. hope you're you're feeling well. And um, you know, is, do you feel though kind of like a different, almost intensity in the building when you are up there or down there in Milwaukee with the playoffs around the corner here? Uh definitely. Um, everybody's so focused and locked in. Uh, so it's definitely like, definitely a, a little more intensity and just everybody's so focused up there and, you know, it, it, it keeps me focused. So, um, you know, it's definitely great to be around those guys. Rohan, what were your, what was your takeaway from the Lindell Wigginton interview? Well, one, uh, like you said, it was our first time interviewing him. So it was nice to, nice to talk to him. Nice to get to know him a little bit. Uh, seems like, uh, seems like a nice guy. Uh, obviously everyone feels like they're He's Canadian, isn't guy. he? Is he? I'm pretty sure. It would sure. check out. It would check out. Yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. But I felt no. I felt the Canadian pleasantry. <laughs> yeah. No, he's, he's definitely from Halifax. Nice sure, I know where that is. Gotta know Halifax. Obviously. Oh, he went to Iowa State. I didn't know that. Nice. Did he play I with know. Tyrese Halliburton? I think he did actually. Would have been he? a good would have been a good question. I, I should have done yeah. more research on Lindell. I mean, they're both rookies, aren't they? Yeah, Lindell's twenty three, um, but I, I think I think they did go there together. I mean, how, no, Halliburton's not a rookie. But... Yeah, no. But regardless, no, regardless, yeah, um, no, Lindell was great. It was nice to see him have a point of emphasis. Like he was really, uh, really made it seem clear when we asked him about his finishing that he was like, yeah, yeah, I've definitely been working on that. Uh, he just, he seems like he's taking this opportunity to play with the herd also like rebounding from an ankle injury. Uh, he seems like he's taking it in stride, taking it really well. He's really blossoming in this, uh, in this role. And like I said, maybe that leads to an NBA deal. Who knows? But, uh, no, Lindell has been great. Um, it's just good to see that sort of development. I think he has potential. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I mean, anytime you start on the defensive end and then building that offense, I think that did someone say Kawhi? No, no one said Kawhi. Not a single person said Kawhi. Um, but no, I, I think you know it's it's easy to to. I don't again, know, man. A de- defensive defensive young guy starting out in a in a culture system. Who knows? Let's just move on. Uh, this is unhealthy. This is this is I don't I don't support this. Um, the last interview we conducted herd coach Chase and Allen. Um, you know, difficult season for the herd who are out of playoff contention at this point in the season. Um, but still focus on development, you know, trying to make the best of, of what's been kind of a rough situation with injuries and, and you know, losing a lot of their, their top-end players to call-ups, which is great news. Wendy and Gabriel thriving, I think, with the Lakers right now. Um, but, you know, we got to chat with Chasen just about the game, a little bit about the season, some injury updates. Um, Javin Delorier, Frank Mason, Terry Larrier, all out injured uh, in this one, which is unfortunate. Um, but and it looked like Marcus Graves and Taiwan Marcus Graves, excuse me, and Taiwan Kenley got shaken up pretty good during the game. Both of those guys came back to to finish. So some some Warriors on this herd team. They only had eight guys, even with the both two ways. So maybe you know those guys kind of need to be assigned. Thankfully, the Bucks have have gotten their depth back uh, just in time here. But uh, I, what we before we uh, roll to it? Any any thoughts on the the Chase on interview beforehand? 
Well, one, it was nice to talk to him. Yeah. I hadn't talked to him before, oh, yeah. so that was nice. Um, he just he seems like he's very forthcoming. And, uh, he seems like just a genuine person, mm-hmm. first and foremost. But uh, no, it's nice to see, like, he's a young guy. What is he, 32 years old or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's just, he's taking it in stride. It looks like he has real control over this team and really uh, really pushing pushing the culture on this team. And mm-hmm. uh, you noted in the past that this hard team's really, really strong. And obviously, that a lot of that comes from players like Rajon Tucker, who really, like, push the culture. But a lot, it starts with the coaching staff, too. Uh, we asked him about uh, having Brooke Lopez with that play group. That's such a weird term. I know. It sounds like it sounds like kindergartners. Yeah. That is that is term, like, isn't it? Is it? I think that's like the, that's the use of It's like, oh, I'm, going, I'm dropping my kid off at play group. Except Brooke like, Lopez is there just like dominating. That is kind of what it was. Yeah, I guess. But uh, <laughs> it's just it's just weird. Like everyone used that term. It's just yeah. Weird. Play group. Yeah, but uh, but back to Jason Allen. Uh, it was a uh, it was a good interview. We also there was a little there was a little Giannis cameo. In oh this yeah. Interview. Uh, so uh, here's our conversation with Jason Allen. Uh, tough one, coach. Well, it just felt like every 50-50 ball or loose ball was was ending up going to the wrong team as you last year. Um, you know, what can you do about a game like tonight? You know, afterward, you know, is this one where you dig into the film or kind of just put it aside? Yeah, there's some things we can definitely dig into on film and make sure. They're able to see it on film. Uh, a lot of times you, you see it or you hear us coaching in the game and they don't necessarily understand. But once they see it on film, they they, they see what's going on and the 50-50 balls and the offensive rebounds definitely played a part uh, in the results tonight. Definitely no, I know team a little banged up, banged up coming into the game. Uh, seemed like Marcus and, and Taiwan out there took some shots, were able to come back in. You know, It felt like just a gritty performance from the herd to hang around. Make it somewhat close late. You know, what does it say about this team still fighting through injuries, just trying to go out there and get wins? Credit to those guys. Keep competing. Uh, we're, all we're trying to do is continue to build good habits and make sure they're playing the right way. And morality team's in a good spot. They understand we've gone through the changes and the transitions and the adjustments. So all they're trying to do is compete at this point. Absolutely. You know, uh, I saw kind of Frank sitting baseline, seemed like he's maybe stretching out a little bit or just lounging. Um, any update on, on him and as well as Terry and Jan? A lot yeah, of guys. So, so Frank, uh, he's going through a little little soft tissue injury right now. Uh, he's kind of day-to-day. Hopefully we'll have him back for Friday night's game. Uh, is going through an ankle, uh, so trying to get him back. And then, of course, we have Terry, so he's he got his problems. So, Hopefully we have all these guys back going to to next week. Of course, when the you go, right? Just Giannis and TA just walked by. You know, what was it like having those guys around today? Um, you know, any extra energy? Uh, sorry, from those guys being in the building. Yeah, it always creates energy. Of course, you see it from the, the fans in the crowd. Once a guy like that walks in the gym, our team plays harder. Of course. The opposing team plays harder because that's where his brother is, where Alex is. But it was great having those guys in there. So, you know, um, speaking of Bucks guys being around, uh, the team got to work with Brooke Lopez a bit a couple weeks ago um, for kind of a, a camp-like deal. What was that like, and what do you think that provided for the, the herd players? Yeah, for the herd guys, it gives you a, a first-hand look of what it takes to compete and play at the, the league level. That's a big body, Brooke Lopez coming back. Uh, hopefully we helped him through his process, but he definitely helped our guys. And being in the Bucks facility and playing playing along with that play group helped us, showing us the ways of what you need to be to play at that level. Well, when there seemed like there was a lot of aggressive half court defense tonight, what really went into that? Because it doesn't seem like that's a usual thing that you kind of employ. Yeah, so tonight it was just really we were under man. We want to speed them up a little bit, try to play aggressive, and just change up the pace of the game. Uh, being under man, just try to do something a little different. I'm sorry you didn't get the cookie, Rohan. I was really hoping I could. I he really looks back. I think he thought about it, but he said no. I got really confused. Uh, the guy who shook. Uh, Shook Chase Allen's hand was uh, Thanasis. I got really confused when Thanasis started grabbing my shoulder, like trying to get in there. I was like, "What? What did I do?" <laughs> <laughs> You're getting pulled out. Thanasis, like, Thanasis, now part of herd PR, didn't like one of your questions. Get out of here, man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> Just, uh, but no, it was fun to see. It was fun to see those two. Like, they, it seems like they have a good relationship with uh, Chase and Allen, which is it's good to see. It's good to see like the culture permeate between the Bucks and the herd. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's why that we've seen some strong, you know, winning success two years ago. And then this year continued with the uh, player development success uh, in, in Oshkosh.
Yeah, who knows, uh, like last season, obviously, uh, after the herd season ended, uh, Chase Buford uh, joined up with the Bucks coaching staff for their uh, playoff run. Uh, who knows if that happens with Chase and Allen? It might. Yeah, hopefully. I think we got a little bit of an inkling that it might happen. Uh, so we'll see, but that would be fun. Hopefully uh, we can uh, carry on our tradition of talking to the herd head coach who joined the Bucks for the title run afterward. Yeah, I, I, two makes it a tradition, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, two's, two's a pattern. Is that, is that Three's a company. Four is a crowd. I thought three's a crowd. No, three's company. Oh. It's a, it's a reference that the our, our older, our more seasoned listeners will, will Wait, understand. Wait, what is this from? It's a show called Three's oh, Company. Oh, Three's Company. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought the phrase is Three's a crowd, though. T- tweet me if I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but no, it, it was. A, it was I'm a gonna get the tweets. Uh, Ty, you were wrong. Three is company, four is a crowd. I'm gonna be like, damn it again. Uh, great, this is a great partnership. Uh, but uh, no, it was great just overall talking to all of these guys. Uh, we had what four interviews? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it was good. Uh, what are your, what are your big takeaways from that? From everything? Um, I, I thought it was just cool that you know the 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 Bucks and Herd players do seem. Well, I guess we only technically talked to Bucks players on playing for the Herd at the time today or last night. Um, but I, I just thought it was cool that, like Chasen said, like it seemed like the the energy is pretty good despite you know a lot of injuries. This is a tough season, obviously not getting the wins that they want to get. Um, but I you know I thought overall it seemed like that that energy was there and it was really cool to see. Yeah, and uh, it seemed like everyone was really happy that uh, the Atleta Cooperos were there in the building. Oh yeah, everyone really fed off that. Uh, even like when the head coach is like, "Yeah, we got to put on a show." And those yeah. guys in the building, you're like, "Yeah, yeah, this is a big deal." Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was good to see that everyone was really happy about that. Like everyone got what they wanted, right? Like uh, Mamu and Lindell get to show out for Giannis and TA. Uh, Alex gets to play when his bros are there. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Raptors unfortunately get the win there. Yeah. But uh, it was just, it was a cool experience. And like you mentioned up top, the crowd is just great regardless. Uh, I think there's a good understanding of what the Wisconsin herd is, uh, which is good. Like they're just good basketball fans up there. It's just, yeah. I, I can't speak enough to how, how fun going to these games is. Uh, I'm definitely going to go to more than two next season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need you up at more. Yeah, the energy is great. You know, I think the the crowd stays in it, even if the game is is a little out of hand. Like Tuck had that amazing putback in the fourth quarter. Game probably over. The herd were down like 16 to 20, basically all of the fourth quarter. But like the you know the place went nuts when that happens. And there's a different energy when it's like a close game, like a big a game winning play. But the fact that that energy is still there, I think the fans may be less jaded than, you know, you'll see professional sports teams like the herd of professional too, major league, you know, big market, not big, well, sometimes big market, um, but, you know, pro professional high level league fans just like leave. Herd uh, fans, some, some will leave, but most of the time, you know, the building stays pretty full and everyone's into it until the very end. So it's, uh, it's, it's cool to see. Like you, you even see that with the Bucks. Yeah. Sure. Like if it's yeah. if it's a big game, like if, if the Bucks are up big, a lot of people just leave. Yeah. Or if I mean, if they're down big, a lot of people leave too. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, the herd the herd fans, the Fox Valley folks, they're just here to watch some ball and have a good time. How could you not love that? Yeah. It's I'm about uh, it. It's pure basketball, baby. It is. It is. Uh, but yeah, like I said, definitely going to be making it up for more than two next season. Ty, you're going to be at a lot of those games next season, yep. even like for the rest of this season. There's two more home games. I believe you're going to be there for Sunday's game against whoever they play. <laughs> I, I, I think it's I think it's Motor City Crews. Uh, uh, they, actually oh. play, they actually play again the herd due on Friday against the Raptors 905 again. Uh, but uh, it seems like there's a there's some pessimism that uh Giannis and Thanasis are not going to be at that one. So I think I picked the right right game to go. I to. got the name. It's the Grand Rapids Gold. Oh, that's okay. So that that's there's a some tricky affiliate stuff in there. But yeah, it's the Grand Rapids Gold on Sunday. Yeah, we we, we don't know. I mean, it's we'll we'll see if if Giannis and TA show up again, but I think you know, obviously heard games worth going to uh, either way. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's not like yeah, Gian- was there the last time I was there and it was yeah. still awesome. It's just it's fun. I recommend it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what else we recommend is leaving a five-star rating and review for the Eurostep on your podcast platform of choice and getting it read on the show. On Apple, we'll read them as they pop up. 
You can send it to us as well, though, to get into the Eurostep Discord, which there's a new form, a handy form to fill out. Makes the process super easy. It's in our Twitter bios, at Ty Windish, at Rohan, Arcadi Jr., excuse me, uh, and at Eurostep Podcast. Um, and you can find it there. But speaking of the form, someone who filled it out is getting their review read. Shout out to Cowboy of Space on Twitter, uh, our guy Tanner. We got him in the Discord, and he says, Been listening to both shows for a long time. Always appreciated how always appreciated how lighthearted and fun the experience as a listener is. Also want to give a shout to the Win and Six show for first getting me hooked on Bucks Podcast back in the 2017 Raptors playoff series. Great review. And this is again, we're pioneering this technology. That was a five-star Spotify rating and review. You can't leave a review on Spotify, but you can send it to us. Make sure we we can share it with the world. Yeah, we're just pioneers of the industry. No, but thank you, Tanner. Uh, shout out to Tanner, by the way. Just yeah. a great guy. Oh, yeah. Always active in the Discord, always active on Twitter. Active during our playbacks. Just awesome. 100%. Yeah, but uh, no, like you said, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review so you can have it read out on the show. Um, but yeah, make sure you subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Subscribe to the YouTube, please do. Uh, subscribe to the Substack, gspn.substack.com. Uh, make sure you follow all of us on Twitter. Tell your friends and family about the show. But yeah, like, why not? Why Share not? I, feel, I haven't said that in a while. Yeah. But, uh, do it. Why not? Like, come on. It's not People. that difficult. Yeah. Organic growth. Come on. Uh, but, uh, but if you do, hey, we do appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, pod random everyone. And we will talk to you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.